just got pixlexia, okay? This all on you? This all on your cow? Welcome, foolish mortals. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. The reference here is very obscure. Hey, welcome back to the Obscure Disney Podcast. Yeah, it's been a while, right? It's been a hot minute. <laughs> I can't believe it's been so long since we spoke to each other. Uh, well, <laughs> we, we talk quite frequently, daily almost, really. I mean, it's hard not to, but <laughs> yeah, you know, life gets away from you. It's something that I say to a lot of people is sometimes life just runs away from you. And you kind of have to wrangle yourself back in after a minute and go, okay, what am I doing? Right. And I feel like this is a wrangle back in, what are you doing kind of moment. Yeah, yeah, update you a little bit. We we did for the first time take a, a little bit of time off, like a month off from the podcast. It was my birthday month. <laughs> Lots so of celebrating. I decided uh, for my birthday, I'm not talking to you. Right. It's kind of true. <laughs> we trained, changed up the recording area a little bit, so that's a little bit different now. It's a little different. I'm, I'm still not I'm still not used to it because like we can't I, I, I have to look at my mic and not you yeah so I can't tell if you're making fun of me or not so <laughs> if you're making fun of me you have to say JK right uh, that's true we got new microphones so hopefully we sound nice yeah and we're also changing it up rather than doing two shorter podcasts a week we might do longer podcasts that cover more topics and then if um, we need to do more throughout the week then we'll do more Depends on how much we got to right. say, <laughs> but but yeah, then we'll go over multiple topics in a in a uh, episode now. Yeah, because you know sometimes it's it's harder to to say okay let's let's dedicate an entire show to one topic when we want to bounce around so much. Yeah, we tend to do that anyway, but now it's a little more official. Totally, we're totally freestyling now. Yeah, did you do anything fun while we weren't recording? Did you have a fun a fun break? You and I. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, quite honestly, it was nothing but work. But <laughs> if you've tried to buy a house these days, you uh, know how crazy it is. That's a whole nother podcast. That we is. Talk about that. It's we true. should start a second podcast: buying houses in Atlanta. Oh gosh, don't do it. Seriously, <laughs> or anywhere for that matter. Right now, I've I really come in. I came into my age. I think I, I picked up my crochet needle. <laughs> Makes me feel like an aged man. Or an aged woman, legitimately, maybe, crocheting. But it was Disney related. Yeah, it was Disney related. It, it was. It was Lion King style. Well, kind of. Yeah, right. it was. It was other projects, but in general, uh, we we have a lot to talk about because a lot has happened at Disney since we last spoke. Yeah, the big one is Disney reopened. Oh my god, <laughs> we missed the reopening. Seriously, after it was like seven hundred plus days. No, Ooh. it wasn't. I'm sorry. That would be like over two years. Right. It was over. It was like, what was it? A year? It's and been 84 years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's been, it was a little over a year. Uh, and it originally is just opened up for California residents, which is a major pet peeve of yours with the uh, California only passes, right? It normally, in a normal world, it, it saddens me when we, they get incredibly special treatment that nobody else in the world gets, you know? I know. Like, But in this situation, listen, I'm not complaining about nothing right now. Oh. It's true. Uh, I They were really excited. I think a few episodes back we talked about how 
uh, California said, well, you guys can open at the beginning of the month, but they had all these hard-ticketed events opening. You know that's why and they did so it. so they waited <laughs> till yeah. the end of those to reopen. Yeah, completely. Which is fair, I guess. If you've spent the money, you might as well make it feel exclusive. Yeah. Um, people are very excited, though, to get back into Disneyland. I assume there was lots of tears shed upon re-entering the park. I haven't watched any videos of the. I've not. I've not watched any of the videos. Um, mostly just because I know Disneyland pretty well, so seeing people walk into it again now probably wouldn't be big a huge difference, you know. Oh, I don't know. Just I would love being, to watch. I'm totally going to go back and rewatch like the Disney first day back. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, well, I guess if we knew somebody that was there on the first day back, it would be fun. But just random people. It wouldn't okay. be as much fun, I guess. I'm sure there's a compilation somewhere online of people crying at re-entering Disneyland, right? <laughs> and that that is the video I want to watch. Okay. But yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully we find out somebody that's been back for re-entry. I, I we know some people that live in California that may have gone back, but nobody that I know that lives in California is a super mega ultra Disney fan that would push their way in on that first opening day. So we may have to just look around on YouTube and see who was really excited to get back into Disneyland. Do you think that we could have lied and said that we lived with your grandparents for that day only? You know what I mean? (laughs) Take one of their, take one of their utility bills in. Oh, jeez. I think this is a thing that lots of people have tried to weasel their way around yeah. for years. Yeah. And I just, I'm not deceptive enough to want to put in that much effort. It takes so much effort to lie about that that I'm like, you know what? It's true. We live on the other coast anyway. It's not like we're going to just show up at Disneyland anytime anyway. But yeah, uh, yeah we'll have to find somebody that was there that was super into going. If it's you. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Have you been back to Disneyland? Because I'm jealous. Yeah, totally true. Uh, but on top of Disneyland reopening, they also opened, of course, California Adventure. And that brought about the opening of Avengers Campus, which is a huge deal. That was a great way to kick off the summer. Right? Oh, it makes me so happy. It's such a big deal because obviously Marvel is such a huge a money generator for Disney that they have been really excited about Avengers Campus opening for a long time and then of course the last year really kind of put a hiccup in that plan yeah. uh, and so to reopen it right at the beginning of summer 2021 is probably a huge sigh of relief for a lot of Disney folks right completely true um, you know we're sad to see Bugs Land go it basically is replacing that same area yeah right yeah. but it's going to it looks Phenomenal. I've um, not seen a lot of it because you know me in spoilers. I hate, hate, hate spoilers. Mm. But uh, sometimes when you're like scrolling through Instagram or something, it'll pop up a video of the absolutely mind-blowingly cool Spider-Man animatronic. I knew you were going to say that. It's it's that. ridiculous that they've they've built an entire robot just to do this. That completely is worth the price of admission alone for me. Like, uh, I would love to see Spidey jumping through the air as an animatronic. There are some places at California Adventure that I can just sit and watch things for a very long time. And I feel like watching Spider-Man do his little acrobatics thing would totally be something (laughs) that I could sit and watch for a long period of time. 
how old are we? Like, we don't want to go on the rides. We just want to watch Spidey <laughs> jump, and we just want to watch the fountain splash the people. Oh. And, uh, if yeah. you haven't stood on the bridge by Grizzly River Rapids and watched the geyser go off and watch the people panic as they come careening closer to it, it's the best part of the ride. I don't even want to ride it. I just love watching people get soaked on that ride. Totally. We're, we're getting our lemonade next time and just sitting there and, and eating the lemonade while we, uh, you know. Oh, the, yeah, the frozen lemonades. As yeah, yeah, yeah. we watch people get soaked and then go watch Spidey jump. Ugh. It's a it's a full day of shows at California Adventure. Yeah. Did they open the Spider-Man the ride there yet? I believe so. Uh, to some extent. Again, I, I'm not looking for spoilers so i can't even look things up without fear of them being like look at this you know uh but i'm pretty sure i saw some things on youtube with people saying hey the new spider-man ride the new spider-man ride okay so i think people have written it um and from what i understand they're calling it kind of like um Woody's Roundup, the the Toy Story Mania. Toy Story Mania, there you go. The Toy Story Mania ride, but with an MCU kind of flair to it, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Did you see that there was a special attachment toy that you can buy for like $36 to, uh, to be able to fling your webs better? What? Yeah. They're, they're making Which, by it. the way, I'm all about. Are you? <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, I'm all into the add-ons, like the, the Glow with the Show stuff. I'm all about that. Sure. I'm all into the additional thing for your ride. Yeah, sure, if it makes kids happy. Well, this is a thing that is an issue in video games a lot that people have issues with, is that sometimes you pay enough and you just get better stuff in video games. Yeah. And that's the only way to get the better stuff in video games. So it's just kind of like he who has the most money is the best at the game. Yeah, yeah, and, that's exactly. And that's kind of what they're doing with the Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really what they're doing with oh. it. Oh. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, well. I, is it like a hat or like a glove or what is it? Yeah, it's kind of, it's actually a repurposed toy that they bought and made that they completely conceptualized to be sold in toy stores forever that like goes around your wrist okay. and you can like fling your wrist and so you can fling the spider web or something like that. It's just my interpretation of it. Uh-huh. But instead of flinging one web, you can buy different attachments that will allow you to do different things. So maybe do like a more of a larger web and stuff. So you don't have to be as accurate. Oh. Maybe you can get more guys in it or something like that. Oh. Each one is like $36. And I think there's like four different add-ons currently that you can buy for it. Oh, so, you know, very on par for Disney. So it sounds about right. I know, you know, I'm all about it though. I'm fine. It's fine. Would you get one if we were out there? There is no way it's going to fit my wrist. Oh. Like there's just no way. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like the extra extra large version for adults, please? Like that—that's what I'm looking for. I mean, I guess. I mean, but I don't. I would enjoy watching other people uh, win the ride over me with it. Do you think so? Because I think if you could get really good at the Spider-Man ride with whatever peripheral that is, I think you would totally be all about it. Yeah, we do get pretty competitive over the few rides that we play like this. That like Midway Mania, I don't know why I get so competitive about it. Yeah, it's a fun one. It's a good ride. Um, but the other one, Buzz's, Buzz Lightyear laser ride. Yeah. Like that ride. Uh, we I can't even compete. Like there's not I can't I can't figure out how to compete on that ride. I lose so badly all the time. 
Well, the problem with the the uh, Buzz Lightyear ride is that you can't see where you're shooting. And there's so many people shooting that you can't even be like, where's my dot? Where's uh-huh. my specific dot? Because there's so many people shooting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's more of just a an experience more than a competitive thing. Although we know people that get over the 999,000 right. thing every time they ride. Yeah. And I have no idea how they do it. I still want to be that person one day. I've tried to look up cheats and I feel like they're making them up because I, I think they're lying to me. Right. Um, they. I'm really excited about that ride, though. We. I've talked about for years that that ride would be better if there was fog in the rooms because then Ooh, it would be yeah. a little bit like cloudier, a little bit more mysterious, and then you could see the lasers, and the lasers would be awesome at that point. Yeah, for like, sure. That would be super good. And apparently, one of the big reasons they haven't done it is because there are people that have reactions to the fog. And Disney has just invented a new way of doing fog that's like allergy free or whatever it is. You oh. know? And so they're talking about that they're going to be able to add it to rides like that. I have and to say fog and fog machines are one of my favorite things. So, I mean, it sounds dumb, but when I was like 13, my mom bought me a fog machine because mm. I loved fog so much. Uh, and when we had the club. Yeah. Uh, we had someone come in once that had an industrial fog machine uh-huh. that might have been the coolest thing I've ever gotten to play with. It was <laughs> The fog was so thick you couldn't see from one side of the dance floor to the other. And I'm like, that's a fog machine. Yeah. That's what you need. So true. If I had a dollar for every time I set off a, a smoke detector by a fog machine. Oh, yeah. I'd have a few dollars. Back when I was a kid, we had people... I, I was... I lived in an upstairs part with a window and we had neighbors knock on the door because they thought our house was on fire because <laughs> I had so much fog coming out of my window so yeah I'm I'm on board with that oh, so great love it but it's going to be harder for people to experience because Disneyland is currently uh, experimenting with their dis- their annual pass program experimenting with killing it you mean uh, y- that is the real word isn't it it's so sad I mean I understand to some extent. I think even on this podcast before we talked about how um, I said there's kind of two ways for Disney to go after the pandemic is over. One, they can keep their prices low and just let the crowds come in and refill all their their money banks. Yeah. Or they can crank up pricing to price certain people out and make more money off the individual that's coming in. And Mm -hmm. it seems as though they're leaning more towards the second (laughs) option. Shockingly. It's almost as if you heard the earnings call that was put on by Bob Chapek. (laughs) Like, I know that you haven't. I know that I know that this did not happen. There's no absolute there's absolutely no way you listen to this conversation. But he literally said that our per guest spending is their new focus. Well, and that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because you can see the stuff that they're doing in the parks that lean that direction like they they're putting out um food items that are very expensive but very instagram uh oriented like take pictures of your food before you eat it kind of food uh and it's very expensive um they are making uh hard ticketed events even more expensive which people are not thrilled about uh because a lot of families have used them as 
family trips and things like that. They are definitely, and like even the merchandise, you look yeah. at the lightsabers that people are building in Galaxy's Edge and stuff, they're so expensive because they know that people will pay it. Well, I remember when we first started putting out t-shirts, we were like, okay, I think if we can get them down to $17, we'll be able to, you know, that would be a reasonable price or so. No, it was 14 yeah. And then we had some that were like $17, and we're like, oh, I don't know about that. Right. Now Disney's quite literally all of their shirts like 38 bucks. Oh, for sure. At <laughs> least. Like yeah. a t-shirt is $38. And there uh-huh. are some people that are great at their t-shirt stuff. I don't know how online people are so good at doing t-shirts it's such a competitive market to get into yeah and production is so expensive yeah that i don't know how people get away with it it's it's shocking to me it's crazy um and i guess that's how disney charges 34 dollars, and most of their t-shirts are okay right yeah i haven't hated a t-shirt that i got from disney I'm always surprised that like their per guest spending has not been more of a focus for them in the past. And that's what I always found so shocking about the local passes. We talked about that a bit where it's like, you know, they're not really staying in hotels. Yeah. They are not as keen to buying all of the crazy food and all the other stuff that we all did, you know? Yeah. Um, they're there so frequently that they're not buying all the extra stuff. So you're like, all you're really kind of getting out of them is the, the annual pass at that point. So... I'm not sure why it even makes sense to have the annual pass local, you know, the local pass. You almost want to, like, give the pass to people further away in Wyoming or something, you know? That, like, if you're willing to drive from Wyoming, you're more than likely going to stay and have a hamburger and stay at a hotel and, you know. Right, kind of yeah. Thing. But anyway. <laughs> Literally, though, we're expecting it back in Florida potentially a little bit sooner than it Disneyland. Yeah. there There was a... A release from Disney talking about uh, existing or new annual passes being acceptable for a certain event that's coming up. And so they're like, oh, are we thinking that we're going to get annual passes in Florida before September then? Oh, because the magic bands, right? Yes. They said that like the magic bands are no longer free for annual pass holders that don't renew after such and such date. Right. You're like, okay, well... Hopefully so. And I feel like they have to get the annual passes back up before the 50th anniversary down in Florida. Do you think so? Well, that's that's the time you want crowds of people there. It's not as much fun if it's a celebration with you and one of your closest friends and that's it. You know? Mm. No one wants a a small party, right? That's definitely right. And it is interesting that October 1st is when Disney's fiscal year begins and so there's a lot of speculation that that's really when they're going to start ramping up every way possible to make their next fiscal year just mind-blowingly good. Oh. Because, you know, that's how we operate in America. <laughs> Isn't it what you said? As goes Disney, so goes the world. Yeah. Isn't that you? It is. It used to be. Um, so, you know, so goes GM, so goes the United States. But um, I now think it's Disney. Well. I, I'm interested to see what happens because they they announced that of course Ratatouille is opening October first. Uh during yeah, during their fiftieth anniversary. They're revamping a lot of things. The the castle's already been overhauled into its fiftieth anniversary kind of swag. It's it's getting really close and I, I am interested to see what they're gonna do pass wise yeah. to make sure that that is not a total fall on its face. Yeah. Although it's appearing to me that most people are willing to pay 
a lot of money just to get back into the parks, even if it's just for one day. Yeah. Which I'm not, because that's really expensive for a Gosh. single day. And we've talked about this quite a bit off offline, but we've said that, you know, I might do it for Magic Kingdom and for Hollywood Studios now, but for Epcot, would you ever pay for Epcot again, you know? Well, here's the problem with Epcot. Epcot is a very, it's a much more adult-oriented park, let's be honest, but a lot of it is food and drink stuff, which we don't put a lot of, of emphasis on on our trips. So it's harder to justify getting into Epcot just to ride Spaceship Earth, the Frozen Ride, and, you know, maybe yeah. Test Track if you can swing it, you know? I will say that if they had, like, a four-park pass where you buy park uh, tickets to all four parks for, like, 300 bucks or something like that, I would then be, obviously, far more likely. So basically, they're just throwing in one of the parks for free, so... You know, if you come to the other two, then you can come to Epcot free of charge. <laughs> like, sure. Then I totally would do it and be down there for four days. Like, right. that would be. So if they start playing around with stuff like that, I would be interested. But as it is right now, they don't have anything. It's just literally, you know, regular ticket price. Unless if you had a season pass before and re- kept it renewed properly, those people still have season passes in right. Florida. Yeah. We were not those people, unfortunately. Well, because when it gets to the summer months, like right now, the things that we're seeing coming out of Florida right now are crowds and crowds and crowds of people. And since we have the luxury of not having to go specifically during the summer, it means that we can skip over the really busy summer months and go during the fall winter mm-hmm. months when not as many people are there. This sounds glorious, doesn't it? Well, and go down fair, there in the fall time. But fall and winter in Florida, it's still 86 degrees. Like, That's it's still... Beautiful 86 super degrees. Super hot. So, <laughs> a balmy 86. Be sure to bring your scarves to Florida. Oh, so funny. I love it. Yeah, it makes me happy. But they've been making all sorts of changes to just the parks in general, too, which is interesting always to see. Um, the, the masks... Now, as far as I can tell, are only required in certain spaces at certain times. But it feels like they've just gotten away from masks in general in the parks. Yeah, pretty much. So if I remember right, it does say if you're in a line queue, you have to have it on. And if you are in an indoor ride, you have to have it on. Okay, so once you are, once you step into line... From then until you exit the attraction, you're supposed to have a mask on, is what they're saying currently. Right. And okay. that includes a long queue like um, Indiana Jones, where you have to queue out of the building. Right. Technically, you're supposed to keep it on until you get out of that last spot. Okay. Which is far more busy, <laughs> like outside of the queue as you're right outside. You spend Jungle more Cruise. time outside than you do inside, for sure. Hilarious. But I think that's technically what it is right now. Okay. Because I, I, we've talked about being in Florida with masks on all day in a park and just thinking about um, how obviously uncomfortable that would probably be. I mean, we live here in the South already where the masks are already, you get um, right. hot under them and things like that, um, which is fine. But you think about doing that indirect sunlight in Florida for, we're, we're there for like 12 hours and that's that's a lot of mask time too. Can you think of the weird sunburns that you'd get on your face? It'd be like all white. <laughs> hey, 
For those of us that are trying to keep the sun off our face, I might keep the mask on. Totally. And with allergies, it was totally helping for it, like allergies. Oh, that's true. We were we didn't have allergies at all until we stopped wearing a mask and now now I have them again. Yeah. yeah. Well now Sad. that we have fans blowing constantly, just pollen everywhere. <laughs> oh, it's good times. Yeah, as disgusting as it sounds though, like if I could at least take this max to like dry it off you know between rides or whatever like dry it off i would assume they'd get kind of you know sweaty i think i think the idea is that you would bring multiple masks so that you could have one on while the other one's drying out and then switch them i totally didn't even think about that what a great of course that's a good idea yeah oh why not but who knows in the next few months there may not be any mask requirements at all um i'm I've always been a germaphobe, so I always have been washing my hands and using uh, hand sanitizer always while we're in the parks, so it's not a big change for me personally. I love it when you get off rides and there's like other adult couples around and they're all like handing out hand sanitizer, especially after those high contact rides. Yeah. Yeah, we we get all lined up with those kind of people, (laughs) hanging out with them for their whole day. It's fun. Buzz Lightyear is one of those rides (laughs) that I'm like, all sorts of gross people who have not washed their hands all day have touched this. Totally true. Um, Uh, But yeah, lots of fun stuff going on in the parks. I think people are really excited about the reopening. The back to the parks kind of movement is very high energy right now. Yeah. We've thought about going down for just a weekend. Actually, you know what's so funny about it actually is because of the, you you obviously know this, but with the whole Disney Pass season, uh, season pass situation going on, we looked into... um, to the ones for Universal Studios for the first time ever. We did. For the first time. Oh, I don't even want to get started on it. We'll have a whole conversation. For the first time in forever. <laughs> I think the way Universal does their passes is perfection. Whoa. Absolute perfection. Like the differences between in-state and out-state, it's literally just like a click of a button, but it's a minor change, you know, from one to the other. And then they give financing options for everybody. So if you're an out-of-state person like us, when you go to sign up, it was literally like the ticket was $400, I think it was, for a season pass, something like that. And you pay $200 down and then can pay the other $200 throughout the year or something, right? Wow. Unbelievable. That's nice. So then it's like 20 bucks a month. So for you and I to go, it would be $400 down and then... For forty dollars a month for the pass, and you're like, okay, that's far more doable for the average person, right? Like for families. Then two thousand dollars straight out, well over. Yeah, yeah it's like twenty four, twenty five hundred dollars when we wanted to buy our passes, and then you have Disney on the other side saying, like, no thanks, we're okay. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't want your money. Thanks though. <laughs> so yeah, we're totally thinking about like getting Universal passes and going down there and experiencing Universal for the year. We might and, become a Harry Potter podcast. Oh. There you go. Actually, we do have a lot of Harry Potter stuff to talk about at some point in the future. But do we? We've never done it. We've, yeah, we literally have never talked about it. With this new format, we can totally do it now. We can talk about whatever we want. Because we can just talk forever. Um, we can't talk forever because that's right. I'd bore myself. Could you imagine? Um, we'll get you through your eight-hour workday right. right here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> uh, right after lunch. Right. Oh, just kidding. We, we also, like everybody else, have been watching a lot of movies since we've been at home. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you sounded confused, like, did we watch movies? Yeah, you know, honestly, though, movies. I don't think we've watched as many Disney movies as most people. We've probably watched, like, five in a year. Um, I think you probably watched five. We've had, like, 
15 to 20 on, but you're always doing something else while they're on. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but there are some that I made you pay attention to. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Ray and the Last Dragon. Oh, I loved it. Um, which we didn't. We don't have the Disney premiere stuff, so we wait until it just comes out normally. Uh, so we haven't seen Cruella yet either. But I tell you what, that Cruella almost makes you want to do it. Right? It's the only time I've ever been tempted by that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ray and the Last Dragon. Do you remember it enough to even talk about it? It's For been sure. Okay. Yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it. It's beautiful. I mean, computer animation has come such a long way from the first Toy Story. That a lot of the stuff in Ray and the Last Dragon felt Raya, not Ray. Raya and the Last Dragon. Ray. If I could... Anyway. it A lot of it looked photorealistic to me. Where I was like, did they just get footage from... A country dragons. from a dragon. <laughs> Did they just go out and film wild dragons to get this movie made? Yeah, it totally felt like that. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Here's my issue with Ray and the Last Dragon. Is that I spent most of the movie yelling at the TV, why is everybody such a jerk? Yeah. Everybody's a jerk in this movie. Why is everybody a jerk? Yeah. Like, the whole time. And I guess that's part of the story of the whole movie is that people respond the way they're to the way they are treated and if you treat people kindly and with respect they they grow into that more totally Mm. but i spent a lot of the movie just being mad that people were rude yeah i was wondering though now that we don't have hand-drawn animation but you can see how great computer animation has gotten Uh knowing that that would be so impossible to draw do you does that make you feel better about the fact that we don't have hand drawn anymore for Disney? No, the, I guess my thing is is um, the hand drawn animation definitely wouldn't have looked the way that Ray and the Last Dragon looks, right? Obviously, it, but they would have done something different with. I mean, they made Mulan, which is kind of that same kind of vibe. I get. Uh, I I appreciate computer animation for the medium that it is yeah and for how pretty it looks but there is a level of personality and things that go into hand-drawn animation that i don't think i'll ever not miss yep there's something about the way that we make movies now that moves just a little bit too quick for me where you don't get to know the characters as well uh, as as i would have liked to and raya and the last dragon is one of those movies where they move at a pretty good clip the only people that they really give a good backstory to is obviously Rhea and then kind of her antagonist, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But they they give them a pretty good backstory, but all the other characters feel a little mushy in backstory. Yeah, completely true. And I can say that, that for like 101 Dalmatians, which is so simply drawn, I love it. Yeah, it I looks just, great. I love the like picture frames on the back wall that are actually no different than the, the wall itself. You know? <laughs> just just lazily cut covered with an entire swatch of paint. You know, they're just like, no, it's all brown. Yeah, you know? that's just the like. I love that idea. I love it. And I guess maybe that's the only one that I think of when I think of hand drawn sloppy animation that I just love. Um, yeah. But it'd almost be fun to see that again for a, a specific Disney movie. Like, I'd be okay with it, even though. 
Brea was beautiful. It Absolutely was. Beautiful. It was and very pretty. Yeah. So I don't know what, what you would do for one that would be a simpler drawn video, a, a movie like that. Well, and they kind of do it uh, with the Mickey shorts that they do that I love. Mm. Uh, I don't think those are hand drawn. I still think those are done on computers, but they're still that style. Yeah. And I really, really like them a lot. Um, and they also, in Rhea, I think Aquafina, they did such a good job of putting her voice into a character and make, giving right? it all of her expressions. Because the second I saw the character, I was like, is that Aquafina? Legitimately Aquafina. Yeah. She's so great. She is great. And her name still baffles me. Totally. I, don't, I don't think that she, I mean, she, I, I, I have no idea. It works, though. Yeah. Love her. Makes me want to go watch Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, that's mm-hmm. such a good movie. I'm right. Um, and we also finished the original Star Wars trilogy. Oh, can you imagine? It took us almost as long as it took for the original movies to come out. But I finally watched Return of the Jedi all the way through. We did. Which is crazy that it's taken me till age 30-something. Uh-huh. To finally see all of the the Star Wars original trilogy. Uh-huh. And like we've, we've mentioned before in the other uh, Star Wars movies, is it's pretty pervasive where you kind of are obviously know what's going to happen. And you've seen clips and spoofs and parodies of everything. So it wasn't like shocking, I wouldn't say. Yeah. Uh, but it still, it holds up really well. For a movie that came out in the early 80s. I mean, I came out in the early 80s too, so I'm holding up really well. Uh, So I think it held up really well, and I got to really appreciate some things uh, in that format that I've seen made fun of or spoofed in other things and go, oh, that's what they're making fun of. Completely. Yeah. It was great. It was fun to watch. Totally worth it. I feel like the beginning, like, do you remember? The whole beginning is just them trying to get Han Solo out of Jabba's place. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that is a really long cold open. Like, the whole first third of the movie is just trying to get him, just trying to get things started again. Well, I guess that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Which is interesting. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah. And I, I... I... I did not know what an insult it was because I remember in the 80s when people would call people a Jabba the Hutt type of a thing. (laughs) What an insult. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is my problem is that I saw Spaceballs when I was a kid, Way obviously way before I saw the actual Star Wars, and so I thought it was Pizza the Hutt the Uh, whole time. And you know, when someone I have not seen Spaceballs, so I have what? Not. <laughs> okay, now that's a movie we're gonna have to watch because yeah, instead of Jabba the Hut, they have Pizza the Hut, and he's funny. just a big pile of cheese and sauce. Uh, uh, is this before or after Pizza Hut actually opened? Because that's hilarious. I'm pretty sure it was bef- after Pizza Hut app opened because uh, it wouldn't make it wouldn't be a funny joke if it was Pizza the Hut and people were like, "What is that?" Right. So it has to be after Pizza Hut opened. <laughs> Oh, I would love if somebody would spoof my business in such a way. <laughs> they probably paid good money for that. They yeah. probably paid for his space balls completely. It probably could have. Oh, thank you, Pizza the Hut. 
Pizza the Hut. <laughs> Uh, and then I always find it interesting because I saw, I'm probably one of the few people that saw the prequels, episodes one, two, and three, before I saw the original trilogy. Oh, really? So I think it's really interesting. I remember asking people, do they bring up, you know, Padme in the in the next three movies? They're like, no. Mm. They don't even say her name. I'm like, oh, that's sucky. And then at the end of the Return of the Jedi, they ended up putting... Hayden Christensen in as the Darth Vader ghost at the end of it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, so they do they do acknowledge that they happened, but just with that. So interesting. Very suspicious is yeah, what I, I think say. so too. I have to tell you, Star Wars, it is so intertwined. And the same thing with um, Avengers, right? Like all of the Avengers oh, yeah. stuff. It yeah. is also so intertwined. Literally for my simple brain, it I'm just barely unwinding it all now. And I'm starting to get it all. And I'm like, now I get it. <laughs> You're making connections now. That's what an Infinity Stone does. <laughs> ah. I know. I loved right. it when we watched we watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're like, "Oh, that's an Infinity Stone." I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" The whole time we've literally yeah. watched like Endgame, and you're just now, month years later, figuring out what what the Putting Infinity it all Stones back together. were. Fantastic. I Makes mean, me happy, folks. And that's the good thing about Disney Plus too, having like the TV show style things. Is yeah. it? It's a little bit more of a long form that you can explain things a little bit more clearly. Sure. Uh, so the new Loki show is starting up soon, uh, if it hasn't already. I think people said it has, it has already started. So we may have to look into the Loki show and see if you feel the same way about that show. That Loki, I swear he's died at least 15 times. He dies every movie. Every time. he's just You just assume he's dead 90% of the time. I'm not even convinced he's a bad person, right? He's not. Uh, in Ragnarok, he, he fluctuates back and forth. Interesting. Yeah. In, in general, I think he's considered to be a good guy but he is the god of mischief so he just he does whatever he wants i see which is kind of how i am exactly that's not true i'm such everybody says about you right (laughs) everyone says you're just so full of mischief and completely always playing tricks on people no I, i i'm not the worst i do is hide and jump out and scare you is pretty much the extent of my mischief well, alrighty, folks. That's it. That that's our first long format episode. You'll have to tell us what you think about this as compared to the two shorter episodes, uh, so that we can kind of gauge. Maybe maybe if we do a long form episode, we'll just cut it into two parts and stick it on two days if it doesn't work, right? <laughs> nah. It. What really it? It's all about my drive. My drive time just like doubled in length, and so. <laughs> However long it takes you to get to work is how long our podcast will be. Oh, it's a lie. That's not true at all. But But it's like I always say, if you're going to be in debt to somebody, it might as well be to Pizza the Hut. Follow my perfectly sculpted two-finger point to the exit. If you enjoyed today's podcast, rate, review us on your favorite podcast app. And if you didn't, help us do better by buying a patch at DisneyPatch.com. Always be proud of what makes you unique. And we'll see you next time on the Obscure Disney Podcast.